Hello and welcome to the I Am podcast with your hosts Taylor Renfrey and Bella Griffin here to create a conscious community and a safe space for everyone to share our truth and for you to share yours. Thank you for sharing this space with us. Welcome to our fourth episode of the I Am Podcast. We are so excited to welcome um, my dear friend, Victoria Pippo. Say hi. Hi, everyone. And of course, my love, Taylor. Hello. And we're really excited to dive into today's episode, um, getting to know Victoria and um, talking a little bit about manifesting, the law of attraction, and of course, talking about um, family time as we approach the holiday seasons and um, how we're getting through that. (laughs) Topics. Right. So um, I think we're just going to start off how we always start off, which is um, just letting you guys know a little bit about how we connected with Victoria. And um, I'll start because Victoria and I also um, just connected very recently. I was teaching a yoga class at a studio in Merritt Island and um, she came to my class. And then afterwards, I think we just connected because she just like... I don't know, we just gravitated towards each other a lot, and um, yeah, and then we ended up getting breakfast afterwards, and like, we ended up hanging out all day, and then she had to leave, so you can just elaborate maybe on that. Yeah, so I I live on a Disney cruise ship. Uh, we have four in the fleet, and this specific one uh, ports out of Port Canaveral. And so every Saturday, I have the pleasure to be in Port Canaveral for a measly seven hours. (laughs) And um, what ended up happening was that I started to kind of find a little tribe in Florida. Um, I spent a lot of time at Cocoa Beach, where I met a few few women who connected me with yoga, um, because yoga was never a part of my spiritual practice until um, actually just a few months ago. And that's kind of how I divinely connected with you, Bella, but then any time that Saturday rolls around, I have to be back on the ship at 2 p.m., so that's kind of why our time was short-lived, but it seems as though our souls have continued to stay connected, despite. (laughs) Most definitely. We definitely stay in contact, and now we, of course, have all connected over Instagram, so (laughs) we can connect with each other in that way. I'm honestly so grateful for that, because I feel like a lot of relationships are short-lived I guess in the physical form but when you have energies that match like you guys match that day or how like we met it just it's so much stronger than if you were just in physical form like you can stay connected and I know we talk about Instagram a lot but it truly can be such a powerful tool most so beautiful so beautiful about social media is that we're able to actually use it to serve if we uh if we allow it to Yes, exactly. And I feel like we all are um, very personable on our Instagram. And I know that Victoria um, will add her social links in here, but I know that she does a lot of IGTVs 
and a lot of things that we resonate with. So although we are apart, I feel like I'm with you more than I am <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> of our connection on Instagram. <laughs> like, thank you for saying that because I really try, I think one thing that the three of us can um, all kind of agree on is that we're really trying to be as radically authentic and truthful as possible because we, we need so much more of that in, in the world. And, um, and, and I'm so grateful to hear that you've been keeping up with my IGTV and that it's resonating with you. I know it's good to like put your soul out there and have someone be like, Hey, like I, I, I hear you and I see you and I'm, I feel the same way that you do. And just, and I, that. You. And I, I support you. you. Yes. Yes. But what's really nice is I actually have a smaller following than, than both of you girls. Um, as I'm, as I'm kind of new to, to, uh, to kind of developing my Instagram as a, as a means of serving, as opposed to which I think a lot of us do, which is um, a place to put on a face, mm -hmm. you know, that's not necessarily the truth. And what's been beautiful is seeing how more people have been resonating with the content that I'm posting, considering how small my following is, tells me that I'm on the right track. So as my my audience grows, I'm going to meet people that I don't know, but the people I do know are deeply resonating. And that's a sign of growth, in my opinion. That's so funny because we were, I'm not even kidding, maybe a week ago talking about this because I was saying, we were both saying like, we've kind of not like surrendered, but like we share what we want when we want. There's no schedule or pose like even if you do pose for a photo like it's more in the moment and then if you share a, have a long caption to share you have a long caption to share if you don't then you don't worry about like oh maybe this photo doesn't match with this or just authentically just spilling it out and sharing and trusting to like share the safe space with the people that we have and I've noticed I've connected with insanely more amounts of like authentic people now than I ever had when I was like maybe trying to mm -hmm. like work my way up on Instagram. It's so funny. We were just discussing this. Exactly. And I think it was when I really uh, truly surrendered and started showing up for myself. And I surrendered to the fact of Instagram of making things match and making things seem or posting this because I what it was a good angle you know I feel like once I uh, stopped caring so much is when I started having people who were resonating a lot and who were showing up and um, supporting me and hearing me and saying hey like this resonated with me and I was like wow really I didn't even think that anybody would care because I was posting this for myself not for anyone else you know yeah. yes exactly um, so the next question or that we wanted to ask you, Victoria, is just how, um, you briefly just connected to your spiritual side or connected with your, um, inner stillness and started showing up for yourself. So brief is brief. Can I, can I give a little bit more? Do I have room? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes, please. Great. So about five and a half years ago. I have an older sister and her and I were on vacation um, in an island in Ohio. And I am originally from closer to Toronto, Ontario area. So it takes us about three and a half to four hours to do the commute. And um, it, you also have to take a ferry to get to this island. So the way to get back to my car to get back home um, would require me to take a ferry. And her and I were on vacation with two of my good girlfriends. 
And within about two hours of her being on this island, her and I, she fell off the golf cart and actually cracked the back of her head. And she had been hemorrhaging for 16 hours, um, which has now resulted in a traumatic brain injury. But at the time, I was 19 years old. I had absolutely no idea what was going on. And um, I was petrified. My mother was like, you just have to get her home. We can't afford this health care um, in the United States. You just need to get her home. I said, I don't even have my license, mom. I don't have my license. And I also don't know how to cross the, the to take the ferry back to the boat, uh, to, to our car, because it, it was too late in the evening. And um, I had to wait until the morning. And so my, at the time, I didn't know my sister had been brain bleeding that entire time. And uh, in the morning, I took the ferry somehow. At this point, this is when I knew subconsciously that I was being divinely guided, but I didn't understand it until years, years later. But my sister was bedridden that entire that entire time, up until the time that I was like, Julia, we have to get up, we have to take this ferry, and we need to go now. And so she got up, we took the ferry, and I drove without a license for three and a half hours to the Canadian border. I don't remember a single thing about the car ride, you guys. All I remember was that I decided on a whim to go into a Walmart and get Gatorade, get uh, water, get a towel for her, and risk that she was going to die, because if you know anything about bleeding out, like... If you leave them long enough, they close their eyes. They'll go nighty night, never come be in a fifth dimension. She would have died. And, uh, and I drove her to cross the border. And when I tried to cross the border, they said, what's wrong with her? I said, listen, my sister's been in a severe, severe, severe golf cart accident. I need to get her to an ambulance right now. And they called an ambulance. We pulled off into customs and immediately you guys, the second my sister got out of that car, it was like, it was like that purging feeling after you hold on to something for so long and that entire car ride I didn't cry nothing 10 and 2 no music on holding my sister's hand just driving and the second I got to the hospital they looked in my sister's ear and realized that she had been bleeding out and they pulled me aside and they said listen you should have got your sister here sooner you're also the only reason she's alive because if she wouldn't have been here within 24 hours she would have died wow And I lived with that for about four years, girls. And because what had happened was my sister was in intensive care for seven days. And on the seventh day, I went back to school. My mother was like, you need to finish your education. And I understand because to a degree, you know, it was, was, the priority was my sister. How was she going to function in the real world? She's lost over two and a half of her senses. She'll never be able to work a day in her life. She suffers from short-term memory loss vertigo. I mean, the list goes on and on. We keep finding new things. But one big thing is that no one ever treated the PTSD that I carried by watching my sister die in a car beside me. Yeah. So fast forward to about four years after that, I was just in toxic relationship after toxic relationship, essentially dating my dad in different form. And it got to the point where finally the universe kept giving me signs and I didn't understand. I didn't, I didn't hear the signs and what you resist persists. So finally, it got to the point where everything came to a head. I was living in New York City with no visa in a horrible relationship, needing to move home. And I was sitting one day with my dad at home and I said, Dad, Dad, I'm defeated. That I put so much effort into, into my American education, I spent all this time trying to have a plan, you know, and now I have to move home. And that was, that was defeating for me. He goes, defeated? It was Victoria. Someone who's defeated isn't looking for apartments online and commuting into Toronto every week because that's resilience. 
And I think we all have those aha moments in our life where we're like, ooh, that clicks. That, mm-hmm. And that sticks with you. And that moment for me just started me on this upward trajectory of there is more here in this world that I am not fulfilling to my fullest potential. Mm-hmm. And so I started small days of meditation. Um, I would maybe meditate for five to 10 minutes. And then I started to, from there, I got a, a job in a sales position at a gym that was really based in holistic health. And from there, I started to meet women who weren't all about, let's drink wine and talk poorly about ourselves, but instead let's sit around and have real conversations about things that matter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wanna be one of those people. And then I became one of those people by deciding to do the work that it requires in order to be that person. And that was really tapping into that, that spiritual, um, that spirit within my human and healing from what had initially um, tried to start that healing when my sister had hurt herself, but then kind of came to a head um, when I had to move home and, and restart my life. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Thank you wow. for sharing that. Of course. Yes. Thank you for being so like open and raw because that is a very, very deep situation and years and years and years of work that you had to put through. And then essentially it came to like looking in, okay, let's look in now. Like if I'm not finding it here, like let's find it here. And you definitely found it. You definitely, yeah, you're amazing and you are resilient. And that is that word always gives me chills because I truly feel like you, you're at this head, like you said, and it's like, you want to give up or you want to keep going and you keep going. And that's just resilient. I think, I think we can all agree that most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time when people really genuinely find their spirituality, it's when they have nothing left to believe in in humanity, mm-hmm. that they have nothing else but to do but to try to grab onto something above because everything that's on surface level just is too heavy. Yeah. And that's really what ended up happening. I was, I was, I felt like I had invested so much of my energy in something that the universe was so deeply trying to say, surrender, 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 mm-hmm. you know? And when, it came to a head when it finally came to a head. I had no choice but to surrender. And in doing that, I saw the light. Yeah. Wow. And I feel like that even um, touches base on what we really wanted to talk about today, which was about trauma and about family trauma and childhood trauma. And I think that it was really, um, it really stuck out to me when you said that, you know, after the seventh day you went back to school and you know no one really um took into consideration how the ptsd that you had from this situation because they were focused on like the bigger picture and i think a lot of times that happens in families when something traumatic like that happens instead of looking at instead of just family being like okay these are the people involved let's see how they're all doing it's like who was the one who was hurt or who was the one who was the one, like the spot, like who was, you know, who was the one most hurt out of this situation? And let's give them all of the intention and all of them love, which leaves like these other, the others who were involved very neglected and feeling like they're not being heard and they're not being listened to and they're not being voiced, which causes people to 
not, you know, need therapists down the road because that family was never there for them like they needed them to be. Yes. Or how you went so far away, like you went to the States because that was like, you were looking for this and you were going to find this for you. And because, and you also probably felt like a little nervous to even speak up about what you were feeling because you felt like it was inadequate or lesser than obviously what she went through was absolutely traumatizing and she will suffer every single day, but so will you. And mm -hmm. it, you, that needs to be discussed as well. Whose journey is it? You know, is, is it hers and how she's been able to rise and, and build, she's actually built her own business now where she um, has, has found this craft for, for, for arts and she was involved in sports her entire life. And when her accident happened, she actually started to find a more crafty side and she actually has built her own business. You know, there's so much beauty in that, um, that I never wanted to take away from, from her journey. And in doing that, it kind of resulted in, in, in me never allowing my own experience to, to one, celebrate my own self, um, and, and, and two, really move through it. Be able to actually feel all those feelings and work instead of pushing them down and being like, okay, well, I have to be the strong one. Like you were in the Well, you know, and that kind of piggybacks off of kind of what we were talking about with, with, with trauma. I mean, my goodness, who teaches us that it's okay to feel our feelings? I don't even know genuinely where, like, I guess self-help books and, and podcasts and things like that, but I had to go out searching yes. for it. It wasn't something that was taught to me to be like, wait a second, is this actually my belief or is this something that's been inherited from my family? Like, let me look around and see what's happening around me and mm -hmm. then decide what I want to be my truth. Yes, exactly. Yes. That is beautiful. And I'd like to, um, share i mean since you shared i feel like i don't know i just feel called a little bit to share that um so when i was 14 years old my father passed away very unexpectedly and um it obviously it wasn't expected but there were some health things as we got down to it he passed away of a heart attack in his sleep and i was staying the night at a friend's house getting drunk partying that night you know when it happened so like you know, it happens and it's like, whoa, you know, I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced that's life, the feeling of somebody being there and then them not being there. And it's this really weird, like, it's a really weird feeling. And um, I just remember so vaguely, it's like, you know, the first day that it happens or the first few days after it happens, it's like everybody that has always, you know, family, um, people that we don't even know are like delivering food to us and supporting us and you know, holding us and making sure that we're okay. And three days later, it's like, we're not the topic of the conversation anymore. Mm -hmm. And everybody's moved on. And now we're fighting to buy groceries because my dad, you know, built this business from the ground up that supported our family. So now, once everybody's moved on with their lives and forgot that it happened, our life still moves on. And I just remember, it's kind of like that same feeling that you said, it's like everybody kind of just continues to move on and deal with it in their own way. And nobody really tells you like how to feel. So I'm like, okay, after a few days after it happens, I'm just like, all right, well, I still have to go to school. Yeah. I still, that boy down the street still likes me. That girl, like, these are still my friends. I still want to go get drunk. I actually want to get more drunk now. So yeah. I'm 16 years old, 14, 15, through the age of about 18, I was just belliger getting belligerent drunk with my friends. 
like at a very, very young age. And it's forced me to, you know, we look back on the things that have happened to us and, you know, how terrible they are, how traumatic they are. And I'm like, you know, out of everything that has happened, out of all the things that have happened, I wouldn't change a thing. Because without all of that, it's like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I learned now. I wouldn't have known now that I don't want to consume alcohol if I didn't consume alcohol my entire, you know, Mm -hmm. team. Yes. Thank you for sharing that, Bella. Yeah. Yeah. We can all kind of touch light on that. I mean, um, loss in whatever Mm -hmm. form it may be, whether they physically left us or left us in some mentally ways or even us Mm -hmm. things that we have lost. Um, Just working through that, not knowing, especially at such young ages, it's like, okay, this is what I was doing. And like, now this person is gone. I guess I just keep on living the way that I'm living. And you found something kind of like numbed you and felt good not even felt good I guess probably just felt numb and you just didn't feel Mm -hmm. anything at all and you were so young and I'm sure your mom was trying to work through her trauma while also Mm -hmm. trying to support you guys and that puts a strain on you both exactly and it's just like you said those people the first few days was probably shock anyway like you could have used that support way further down the road further down for substantial like like empowering ways of really being exactly. helped. And, and it all ties into the holiday season and how, you know, a lot of times people, you know, like when Christmas comes around, everybody's like, oh, family, family, family. It's like every time Christmas comes around, I'm thinking about the grieving. I'm thinking about seeing my mother, you know, want to have all of her kids there. And some of the kids can't make it. Some people can't afford to drive down. You know, my sister only has two days off of work for fucking Christmas. Like that's not that you know, she can't make the drive down here to see us. And these are the kind of things that with holidays that come around and the way that they make it this big glorious thing of family and, of, and you feel like you're left feeling like shit if you can't make it to be with your family. And if yes. you can't spend $300 on all 500 of your family members gifts, you know, yes. like it puts you <laughs> into like this corner of like not feeling good enough, like yet again. Never mind, like, all the stuff you're internally, like, working through that you're probably not, like, you are consciously paying attention to it, but you're kind of pushing it down because you have all this stress and you want to please everyone. And also you think that maybe you would feel better if you did, oh, well, maybe I can make it work. Like, maybe I can, like, put that on a credit card and do this and do that, like, when you're really hurting yourself even more. And is that, like, $10 gift for each, like you said, 500 family members, like really gonna like make an impact or find other ways. But those other ways then by our society or I feel like even some family members are viewed as like not trying hard enough or like, oh, we all can make it work. Like, no, well, we can't all <laughs> make it work. Not yeah. everything is the same and that's okay. And just, I guess, like you said, the holiday season, navigating, our personal time that we need for ourselves but also balancing like caring about others and making that effort in whatever way you can yes setting those boundaries healthy boundaries yes mm-hmm. yes well i would say you know it kind of all just goes back to love really i mean the holiday season is about using if you've read you know the five love languages we're just using the the love language of giving gifts to celebrate love and you know, 
the the gift that you've been given through the grief you've been ex that you've had to you know undergo is that you get this receipt this tangible receipt that bella gets to keep and taylor gets to keep and i get to keep of love mm -hmm. you know and that's something that we get to hold on to and cherish and when someone said to me that grief is the receipt that you get to keep from having experienced love in your life it completely changed the game from i'm so sorry for your loss and 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 that 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 cliche saying and like but I have gained so much. And here's mm -hmm. my receipt of that. Yes. You know, and so as you kind of try to navigate the holidays, you know, it's like, if we're doing it right, every day should feel like Christmas. Yes, that exactly that. I feel like, why don't we take this time if this is really about family being together, let's not exchange gifts or let's just bake a bunch of cookies or let's just do things that involve with being together. And if someone can't make it, let's send them a box of cookies that we all made together write a letter or facetime or do whatever it is like work with what you have and don't don't feel like there's this standard that you have to like live up to or this i feel like people do think social media is a bad thing because they see all these people like these wonderful happy christmas mornings and who even knows if that's really what that's like in their house maybe they are miserable besides when they sat down to take that photo and just smile for that second and then we're like comparing our lives to these un, just completely unreal standards that aren't even there. And you're just like living, trying to live up to them. And it's hard, I guess, like learning your family's language or your friend's language, like loving them in their own language, which I guess for mm -hmm. us is like giving in emotional that stick around way longer than like a gift. <laughs> Exactly. And actually piggybacking off of what you're saying, this is my first Christmas in, in nine years where I'm not going to be home because I'm living on the cruise ship. And while it typically would, you know, because of the, the idea that I think I, I need to be home, it's actually filled me with so much more love because we've been able to send things back to one another, yes. you know? So, yeah. So for example, my family's sending me luggage because I'm on kind of this new quest of adventure in my life. And so they're sending me new luggage and like, that's a beautiful gift. And, you know, I, I've made great friends with Amazon and I've been able to send my family whatever I can afford as a means to be being able to still celebrate that from a distance, you know, yeah. and that's kind of piggybacks off what you said. It's like, you know, when you're connected to spirit with the people that you, you love, it's like, I can still feel their love from a distance, you know, no matter, no matter what, no matter, no matter how far, no matter how far. Exactly. And all that, I feel like the biggest gift of um, any relationship is rather than giving them a gift is um, giving, sending someone a text when they're on your mind. That for me is like one of the powerful, like, I think that Taylor honestly really taught me that because when I became friends with her, I noticed that she she would just text me every morning and just even if it was just a good morning love I hope you have an amazing day even if we don't talk for the entire rest of the day or the other day I was um I was feeling very heavy and Victoria randomly texted me and was like hey like you've been on my mind how are you feeling and I was like thank you for texting me I have a lot of shit to tell you <laughs> I, need, I needed that I needed someone to reach out that hand and just be like hey I was on you know I was thinking about you and if they're like hey thank you so much and that's it, then that's it. But maybe you can reach out that hand and be like, hey, I'm all ears. You know, if you're going through something, I'm here. If you want to talk, let's talk. You know, if not, then let's not, you know. 
it's just holding that, that space for people and especially around the holiday seasons just being like hey i'm here to hold space you know if you see someone walk outside or if you see someone purposely isolate themselves and if you feel called to go and help them or to go and talk to them then go and talk to them you know or if you feel like they need to isolate themselves and give them that space then just give them that space and maybe when the family members talk about them when they leave the room maybe don't participate you know yeah families are just it's just a circle of like inherited traumas so you we're breaking the cycle and we're the generation we are the people we're showing up we're doing the work we're here to break the cycle so don't feed into it don't feed into the insecurities and the trauma break break the fucking cycle like it doesn't run in family and it's uncomfortable sometimes, but that's yeah. like, it's going to be completely uncomfortable because everyone's going to look at you like who, especially because we're younger, like who is this person trying to like mediate or whatever? No, we're just, I'm vo- like, I'm voicing the truth and let's just give people a freaking break because these things happen and you lose someone and it's like, oh. I wish I would have known what they were going through. And it's like, they're not going to reach out to you. You have to make them feel safe in order for them to be like, you know what? I am going to text Bella today and just be like, listen, I'm not feeling in my greatest headspace. Like, I wish I could get on the phone with you, but now's not the time. Like, and thank you for making me feel safe enough to communicate with you because then you end up losing those relationships with people you really care about because no one feels safe. And it's just kind of like you feel isolated and no one can understand what you're going through and you don't want to bother them with your problems. But when you hold that space, no one's being bothered and you just get to like honor each other and work through our traumas, which are not being swept under the rug, which is a lot easier for, I feel like, And I feel like it's kind of a, a cycle of, especially with females, of us not being able to, if we don't send that friend a text or if we don't respond back soon enough, it's like this conflict and this war of like, you're not giving me enough attention. And I know that I fell into that trap a lot of times with a lot of friends throughout high school and like, you know, my younger age of being like, you don't want to tell friends things because you don't want them to get mad at you, which is, I'm telling you right now, if you have friends that get mad at you for voicing your feelings, they're not your friends. So just saying. Not your friends. <laughs> I think we're all just like we're all just doing the best we can and we all want to be seen heard understood and loved Good. so the next thing that we just wanted to talk about um you know working through after we worked through all that trauma stuff is talking about the law of attraction and talking about uh, manifesting and um the best ways to go about that and to get into that mindset of um receiving Okay. I would say that our, our minds are wired to keep us safe, which Mm -hmm. is not always the best thing, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're not in the wilderness fighting for our lives, running from bears any longer. I mean, I'm not, you're not, we're (laughs) not. I presume some people maybe. It, it takes conscious, conscious effort to change the neural pathways of your mind to go from what is wrong to what is thriving Mm -hmm. and in doing that you actually change your mindset to an abundance mindset 
And when you think good thoughts, good things come to you. It's like the days where you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're cranky and then you get out of the bed and you stub your toe and then you get, you get your car and you get your, you know, you start your car, but you see you have zero gas and then on your way, you're stuck at every red light. It's, it's a, it's a spiral of negative thought patterns. And instead of stepping back, which is what, you know, creates the gap between the, 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 the trigger and the reactivity, we end up going, well, my day's done. Instead of what we should be doing and what we practice, which is stepping back and saying, okay, let me connect to my inner metronome. Let me connect to source. Let me connect to my breath, ground myself, and then proceed forward being like, this is just my reality. And when you do that nine times out of 10, the green light will start to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And things naturally unfold because you allowed yourself to surrender and just experience the reality yeah. as opposed to resisting it. I completely agree. Exactly. And then it makes you and- kind of hold yourself accountable. Like, okay, I didn't get gas last night before I stopped home. My fault. Sorry, future self. That was me. Didn't want to grab gas na- last night. Now you have to grab it in the morning and kind of like realize kind of stepping back and being like okay like you said this is reality these little things are happening and yeah a bunch of them at the same time but like you were saying thinking negative they're just going to keep coming and you're just going to be even more angry like I know when I'm mad I can get mad over the teeniest things that after I'm like was I really frustrated about that yikes exactly exactly I know from experience I went on a family trip and it was super interesting because the um, the trip started off on a note. Everybody wanted to go to this fast food restaurant, In-N-Out Burger, right? We were in California. So like every all the family members wanted to go here. And we wanted to start like our trip with this like, um, you know, it's like nostalgic because it's In-N-Out and like we don't have one in Florida. So we wanted to start our trip with this on this good note. And um, for some reason, we, we drove past it because the driver didn't want to go. And um, it started like this thing where everybody was really upset. So our trip started off on this really negative note. And the, for the rest of the trip, all of these terrible things kept happening. When somebody that was there got injured, we had to be in the walk-in clinic for five hours. Um, another family member's jacket got stolen out of our car. Like all of these terrible things kept happening throughout the trip. And now that I look back at the trip, I'm like, it all started from us not going to fucking in and out burger. <laughs> started on this negative note because we were all so upset because we wanted fucking french fries (laughs) and we didn't get them so it all started because everybody was like so upset at the beginning that it's kicked this trip off on such a negative note that all of these things kept circling around us so as that happens with negativity it's the same thing with positivity and that's the only way that i can really explain the law of attraction is the more that you're positive and the more that you're speaking into existence, what you want and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you. I love you. Even though I'm having a bad day, I love you. Even though yes, I hurt you, this right morning. I love you, even though I want to mm-hmm. pull out your hair and <laughs> I love you, even though it's not your fucking fault, even though not, none of this is your fault. I love you. And that's when things start coming naturally to you, or that's when, you know, you manifest or you wanted to, get into that school or you wanted to get into that program or you wanted to win that giveaway and you won it because Taylor is the fucking queen of winning giveaways. Let me tell you, this woman, every <laughs> giveaway that she enters, she wins. The I, water bottle that she's drinking out of right now, she's won in a giveaway. 
<laughs> like those people I shut up wearing no I'm kidding but um yeah I definitely when it comes to giveaways I do not enter any of them that I would not want to win because one time like when I was first starting out on Instagram I entered this giveaway and I didn't think I was going to win at all and it was something that I just I mean, it, I ended up giving the gifts to my family, which was awesome because they all got gifts and they were super excited. But when I got it in the mail, I was like, damn, I just took away the excitement of someone who would have loved, loved, loved this giveaway. But I didn't even, like, I just like entered the email not even thinking. So ever since, whenever I enter a giveaway, it's something I would be like stoked, stoked, stoked to win. And if I do win, a lot of the times I do give them away as gifts or I'll keep certain things from it and then give some away or if it's just one thing, but I do win a lot of giveaways. <laughs> I love it though, to be honest. I mean, I'm hoping that this doesn't now end my giveaway streak. <laughs> I, I won yesterday. <laughs> no, but you just have such good, like you have such a radiant energy around you and like you just have a way of like being positive about things even when you don't have the space to like hold positivity you're always like just trying to find light on the situation and I feel like that's why those things naturally attract to you because you're naturally like oh, wow I would like love to have this people also kind of not shit on but are like how does the law of attraction work like you're telling me just to be positive like hippy dippy through it all and it's like no you have to feel your raw emotions instead of like going home and drinking a bottle of wine and like being pissed when you wake up in the morning and not dealing with anything. It's going home and crying in the mirror and feeling your feelings and figuring it out and loving yourself anyway, like you said, like, and even if you do fuck up, like, okay, hold the space for yourself to say, I fucked up, admit it, move on do the things that you have to do to move on from it. And then you can grow in life. And that's how you strengthen your relationships. And like you said, the law of attraction, you will bring these people and these opportunities and these things that will just come to you. And some of them might be a test. Some of them are like, Hey, like this is a good opportunity, but is it really what you, is it something you'll do later? Is it something that maybe isn't what's for you right now? And it's gonna, it's, it's just, it's, divine I don't know there's no other way to mm -hmm. and touching kind of base on to where we started when I was 13 I suffered a traumatic brain injury and I broke my neck so I went through this really dark time of feeling like a I could have died and b like now my whole world is flipped upside down what do I do with that and I was very very dark for a very long time like just not taking care of myself doing the worst decisions just not being like the like who I felt like I truly was on the inside, I was not honoring. And then once I stepped into that, it was like nothing but light. Like, yes, there's been dark, but I'm honoring it as well. And then I've met you and I've met you and I'm just like this tribe of not only women, but like other men. And that's another thing, like being able to just love everyone and just, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's crazy. It truly is crazy. But it's like, we're, we're in earth school. We are literally <laughs> in our school. <laughs> like you think, you think just because you, you, you know, you have a, a piece of paper that says that you have a degree in something means you're out of school. We're in earth school. We're not meant to be A students. We're not always going to be A students. I don't know about y'all, but I've always been a C student. So, and I hold that with a badge of honor, you know, uh -huh. and sometimes I, it's about recognizing where you're thriving and how every single thing, no matter what happens in your life, is happening for your highest good. 
Yes. And then you can hold that space for no matter what heaviness inevitably comes in your human experience because that is a part of the human experience. And when you can see it with a shed of, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel no matter how dark it is, mm -hmm. then you've mastered law of attraction and you've mastered manifestation because you can always mm -hmm. see the light no matter how dark it is. Yes, or maybe exactly. even like honoring the fact that you're in the dark, like, okay, I know the light's gonna come, like what am I supposed to find right now? Like fumbling around in the dark with your hands or your tools or whatever it is, like maybe this is where I'm supposed to be and I have to navigate this right now. And mm -hmm. then the light comes and you're like, damn. Like it reminds me of when women, I've never had babies, but when women talk about birth and they're like, I forgot about everything that I went through like once I held my baby. And that's how I feel every mm -hmm. single time I go yeah. through something that like heightens me or brings me closer to myself or grounds me or whatever it may be every single time that's how I feel I'm like wow okay like yeah it was worth it but in the thick of it I'm like oh what's going on uh, yeah. yeah yeah but just as the seasons move right like and, and, and they don't they don't resist the changes of seasons right like right now I can tell you confidently like I am in a winter because I'm in hibernation and reflection and, yes. and deep deep mm -hmm. inner work Sometimes I'm in a summer and I'm walking around and people are like, what's wrong with her? Because I look like I'm <laughs> seriously stoned all the time, you know, because I'm just in this state of abundance and gratitude. And then other times I'm in the spring and I'm planting seeds, you know, and like sometimes I'm in the fall and I'm just like in a harvest, you know, and you have to honor the seasons of which you experience in life, just as nature dictates that way within us. So effortlessly too. Exactly. Yeah. The seasons really teach us a lot of things now that you put it that way. And I just feel like the most important thing about manifestation is, is attracting things that you know that are tangible. So taking things like, like if you took anything from this, it's not being like, oh, okay, now I want to, I want to be a millionaire, like overnight, you know, like that's not going to happen overnight, but maybe you can set a goal for yourself that you want to get a promotion at your job or you want to um, connect with, you know, somebody who's higher up with you, or you want to attract abundance in your life or make that connection or meet that person to take you that step. You know, we're all taking, it's manifesting tangible things. And as you go up this ladder of manifestation, you're going to keep getting closer to that end goal. And if your goal is to be a millionaire, we're just talking hypothetically here, but you would eventually make it up to that goal. So it's taking those little steps all the way up that ladder to reach you know, reach the top yep. goal and your top goal might change as you take those little steps. Yep. It's always going to shift and it's always going to change because the universe is going to be like, nope, you thought you wanted to go that way, but think again. <laughs> it's the why, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the why. It's like, okay, I want a million dollars, but but why? why? You know, what are you going to do to make the world a better place with that million dollars? And if that's not meant for your divine path and I'm going to give you the amount of abundance that you need in order to be able to live your most thriving life that feels like a million dollars to you exactly because mm -hmm. maybe someone wants a million dollars but really like when someone sits down they're like hey why do you want a million dollars and they're like I want my family to never have to worry okay you can definitely accomplish that you don't need a million dollars or if you do need a million dollars and that it becomes your niche or whatever it may be then that's what it will be. But most of the time, what we think we want is not like the end of what we want. There's something in there that we want the most. And we think that that's what it's 
it's weird. It's like we're trying to exactly. jump, we're trying to jump with like blindly without knowing. And sometimes that is a good thing to do. But most of the time, if you just check in, then intuitively, yeah, and check in. Well, that's a that. whole other topic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that inner compass for real. I'm pretty sure every episode we record, we're like, okay, maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> so much to talk about. We're just getting started. <laughs> we are, but um, I think we are going to wrap up this podcast episode, but we are so extremely grateful for having Victoria here as she is. Um, where are you now? I am currently in Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Wow. So we are so grateful to have this connection again. We are we hope that you all could hear us very clearly and hear our heartfelt words. Um, I am Bella. I am Taylor. And, and I am Victoria. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in um, every other Sunday for an episode. Thank you. Thank you.